Welcome to Oakham Bros. My name is Eric. And I'm Michael. We have a very special guest today, Ron Gill from Sedans Inc., I'm assuming. He is a fellow operator. And Ron called us out in one <laughs> in one of the comments. He yeah. He he called us out big time. And um, you know, and Eric and I put our tail between our legs, and we went, we went <laughs> running into a corner, and we said, "Ron is one thousand percent right." Yes. And one of the best things about being, um, uh, you know, a, an owner um, or just you know an entrepreneur in general is admitting to your mistakes and admitting yep. to right. your faults and learning from people who uh, give you constructive criticism. And um, we don't want to be those guys who sit on an ivory tower and say, correct. nobody can criticize us. Nobody can do those sorts of things. We welcome criticism because it, it, it criticism helps people grow. And and you're right. seeing from an outside point of view that Eric and I can sometimes be in our little bubble on this uh, podcast. And Eric, I want you to read what Ron wrote. I think that was on the um, on the YouTube. podcast with Jay, Jay with, Campbell, right? Yeah, it was, it was with Jay Campbell. Yeah, so right. so do it and do it in a really angry voice. No, 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 no. <laughs> you stupid limo mother. <laughs> all right. So first of all, you know, okay. So hi. First of all, I enjoy your podcast. I think it's great to hear some limo industry things. I think we also- should stop there. I think we should stop there. <laughs> and also outside the industry, I was compelled to comment this time. I have to say that lately, though, the last on the last couple of podcasts, you guys who say they don't badmouth anyone, you seem to be badmouthing the industry a bit. I do get where you're coming from. The industry is a bit old school, but there are more players in the industry that are with the times too. I know you guys are bullish on LinkedIn, but limo, limo industry operators tend to gravitate towards Facebook and to, sh- to share ideas and best practices. Let's stop there because there's more. There's okay. more that Ron just kicked <laughs> so, our asses in. So go ahead, Michael, because you are you are the one leading the charge of kind of right um, ba- bad mouthing and not bad mouthing. So so right. this is so you know this is how I feel about things. And and the first the the two rules of Oak and Bros is we don't bad mouth anyone and we don't talk about how much money we make we make unless it's part of a journey, unless you're an investor or an entrepreneur and you feel that it's important for people to learn about that. Um, but we're a private company, and we don't have to reveal what we uh, what we make. Um, so when it came to quote unquote bad mouthing the industry, I feel that um, <sighs> criticizing and bad mouthing, I think, are two different things. If we want to criticize something, um, it, I, I, we're not we're not trying to make people less than us. We're, we're trying to set a bar here. And right. yes, it is the Oaken bar. And we feel that what we're doing is helping the industry. I don't think what we're doing is hindering it. And, right. and, so, and, okay. I, and yeah, go ahead, Eric. Go and, ahead. I, and I also, I also just want, I want to hear from Ron too. Yeah, because, of course. Of course. You know, like, this we, isn't an we, apology we, podcast. Yeah. Like, like, we, we, you know, like <laughs> we can sorry. sit and talk. So no. what part, what part of the previous podcast did you feel where we were kind of you know, bad mouthing, so to speak. If if you can be specific, if you can't, then it's fine. Um, I just felt like you know, I know you guys are are you know have brought you know did a lot of innovations uh, that uh, you know a lot of the companies tend to you know would like to replicate. Um, for example, you guys mentioned the partitions. That's a big thing, thing right now in the industry, right? And um, the contamination booth is pretty cool, obviously. But like you know, we in general are not as uh, big or or, or have as many vehicles as you guys, as many employees. You know, I'm more of on the smaller scale. Sure. Um, and the com- the industry is built of 
built up of a lot of us, you know, um, the vast majority, if anything. So, you know, we try to do what the best we could, you know, obviously we want our clients to feel safe just as much as you guys. And, and um, obviously you guys are also want your employees to be safe. Um, and I just felt that, uh, you know, with all your, all your other things that you guys are, are talking about, it just felt like, you know, we're doing stuff too, you know, we're not, we're not just, uh, just sitting in our laurels here and, and, you know, waiting for people to call us. Like we're trying to get out there showing, you know, so, like I recorded a couple of videos um, showing what we do and, you know, it's, it's pretty much stuff that we've been doing before, but um, I've, like even on my website, I created a web page of that's dedicated you have a great, to you have, a, you have a great website. Oh, I might you. add. And also the domain that you got, sedans.com, S-E-D-A-N-Z.com. Yeah. That's yeah. like that's like a top tier domain name. Yeah. I but got I, it back I mean, in yeah. 2012. Thank you. Yeah, no, you, well, have, you have a great website. Ron, yeah. you, you go ahead, Eric. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. go ahead, Mikey. No, you know, you seem, you know, like, you seem innovative. You know, I when I saw that we were having a conference call with a gentleman by the name of Ron Gill, I did not picture you to be a 39-year-old entrepreneur. I thought you were a, you know, I, I call them, not making fun of them, but like a shoulder pad, you know, older gentleman <laughs> with a big gray beard and, you know, what's kind of indicative nothing, of our industry. Not, yeah, but and the, there's, and nothing there's nothing wrong with that. With that. And there's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with that. However, I commend you as a, uh, a young guy, 39 years old, starting your own ground travel company. Um, your innovation, are you on LinkedIn? Yeah. Or you're on LinkedIn. Uh, yeah. Are you, you're promoting your, your work on LinkedIn? You're, you're, you're putting it out there? Um, yeah, I, I've definitely started doing that more. Um, you know, in a way, you know, I, I've been uh, trying to, you know, just, Basically, since this whole pandemic happened, obviously, I felt like I know our business in general is pretty private. But at that point, you know, you feel like you have nothing to lose at this point since you lost everything in a way, exactly. right? Hundred um, percent. Yeah. So I just, you know, I started doing things like LinkedIn, Instagram, um, even like emailing clients directly that I wouldn't like dream of like talking to, like um, you know, unless I was like you know having a conversation in the car or something. But um, and I felt like the response has been pretty good, you know. Um, good. And I've, I've taken cues from, you know, uh, I've been, you know, observing you guys, you guys, I know mentioned LinkedIn a lot and, uh, also from the group that I'm in, Limo University, um, you know, just seeing what I'll, you know, trying to get, expand myself. And, um, I mean, I've had my LinkedIn profile forever, but I just, it's more same, recent that I've been same, trying to be Same active. thing, same thing here. I, want, I just want to say for the record, going back to, um, we, when we talk on our podcast, we are never, ever um, negating what anyone else does and we Correct. are never and, and we are never diminishing what smaller operators are doing because okay. frankly you know like our Las Vegas operation is small in comparison to our LA operation so like you know our we, Atlanta we, operation we, is yeah, tiny our, compared yeah, to our, our Atlanta operation is, is tiny so you know like when we say that the industry isn't doing what we're doing we're mainly um, we're mainly doing it to the larger operators where where and I would they, like to where, mention I would like to mention we are not calling the larger operators assholes incompetent yeah. incompetent we we are <laughs> right. not we're not we're not talking down to them we are not bad mouthing our competition right what we're doing is calling them out criticizing that that they could be doing more to make people feel safer in in the cars we haven't seen anyone do anything I think one of our biggest competitors is coming out with a podcast yes. Yes, more okay. voices, more mm -hmm. voices in the industry. We want to see interviews. We want to mm -hmm. hear what everyone's doing. We want we, this. This should be a collective 
thing that we should all be doing that, you know, um, bad ma- believe me, we can badmouth. Believe me, right. you, we can get on here. We have a fucking list of enemies. And we can say, this motherfucker did this to us and this piece of shit did it. But we don't talk like that. Mm-hmm. We don't, especially on this podcast. All we were doing was calling out the big guys, right? Like the big companies who are not um, are not spearheading this, who are not putting this out publicly, putting putting a, um, a, 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 web, a page on your website dedicated to this and not promoting it. Um, I don't think is doing anything personally, and and that was our criticism specifically. It wasn't bad mouthing, and because and, you know the yeah. the rest of our industry's success is our success. So 100%. like right. we are all directly um, linked to each other, whether we like it or not. Yes, and I hope this other competitor who's launching a podcast, I think I hope that it it creates such success in the industry that he's going to promote more things and it's going to make people feel more comfortable. Um, but that really, that, that was really it for the first part of it. But, um, I, I, Eric, before we continue more with the, with the, um, the post, Ron, most 30 somethings are not thinking about the ground travel industry. I am fascinated that you're a 39 year old entrepreneur. Take us through your journey real quick. How did you start? Where were you before? How did you get? Yeah. How did you get? Was your yeah? Was your family involved in it? Please tell us who you are and and how you got into this insane industry. Yeah. Um. It just kind of happened. Uh. You know, when I was in school, actually. Um. I mean, I've been in and out of school. Um. College, and during you know when the time when I was like living on my own, I felt like I needed uh you know some income, so. You know, growing up in Queens, um, you see a lot of these black cabs everywhere. Um, you never saw a yellow cab. There was no green cabs at the time. And I remember just, you know, just getting in one of them and, you know, even hailing them from the street, right? Um, or you would call a car service and they'll pick you up, take you, you know, it's cash money. And um, when I was actually, when I had a job in um, in a corporate office, they would, you know, obviously provide car service. And, you know, it just kind of like, just, just you know, intrigued me a little bit. So... I decided uh, I would, you know, get into a town car. But at the time, I didn't know the rules and regulations. I figured you could just get a car. Obviously, you have to you know, be licensed and insured and all that. But I didn't know how um, the the method of get of getting a car was actually not through through hailing, but more like uh, you know you have to call and reserve a car. So once I started learning that, then I just felt that um, I started getting passengers and. Um, slowly, people started requesting me until they wanted to call me directly and. Um, I, I, one of my first clients like introduced me to his whole office. Um, and they were a bunch of Wall Street guys. And then they started using me like pretty regularly until the, so this is 2007, by the way. Um, and then in 2008, the crash happened and, you know, everybody stopped, uh, calling, you know, especially Wall Street people. Right. So that was when I, you know, obviously I still had a, a car and I had a debt. So I had to kind of become more creative. And, um, I started, you know, um, reaching out to, you know, other, uh, you know, clients through, at the time it was more Craigslist. Like I would see job posts. Um, there was one in particular that caught my attention and, you know, they were like, they were saying we're an office and we need a, a driver per diem. And uh, you can, you know, you have your own vehicle, but we have a lot of, uh, you know, people in our office that need transportation. And they were intrigued with my response at the time because um, I kind of mentioned how I work. And, you know, even at the time, before even Uber came out, like I kind of did have a little map on my website that had me where I was. Um, and this was, uh, you know, back then it was like, nobody even heard of it. So um, I kind of just put myself out there that I'm, you know, I'm just the guy who's having a, a little car service and 
um, you know, then eventually, you know, then they hired me. They, they liked what I wrote, you know, on the, on the email. And I started meeting the, like the founders of this company. And eventually later I found out that one of them was like a really good friend with, um, well, later became an investor in, in Uber um, when it was called UberCab at the time. So he then introduced me to, um, you know, the founders. And then they were, you know, I told them my story. At the time, I already had maybe like two vehicles of my own. Uh, I had a, you know, at the time, I began my TLC base. And I had, a, you know, a group of 10 guys with me because you had to have minimum 10 yep. cars, whether they're yours or they're, you know, through a owner operator. So, right. um, you know, then they reached out to me. They're like, you know, we're interested in working with you. We have this cool product. And this was before what Uber is now. Okay. So like, you know, remember this is back in like maybe 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan, Ryan Graves called me also right when they oh, yeah. opened up in New York City. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, from your perspective, I would say you guys are a big company. You guys were already established, right? So you guys. Yeah, no. Uber did not. In, in New York and LA, for real, Uber did not affect us. We, we don't. No, I know. Do, I, know yeah. I know it didn't affect you, but I meant like uh, for from my perspective where I was just, a, you know, a small small guy with like two cars and totally get it and to me i felt like this was wow this could be a big big deal you know big client you know at the time i saw them as a client because there there wasn't no ride sharing there wasn't they were they really wanted like the luxury cars and the the professional drivers and they wanted to provide this like cool service through a phone app that they had their friends use and things like that so i'm like okay you know and they promised me some money and then you know and i'm like okay so you know i treat them like a client we were on their app uh we, we launched new york um and then um, it just kept snowballing, you know, like they yeah. were like, Oh, we need more drivers. You know, can you get more guys? I'm like, sure. You know, I just started before they became like, you know, a base here and, and they got their, you know, their, their, all their, you know, their, their office people and all that. Like I was doing part of it, you know, in the beginning, very beginning. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, they were pretty happy with me and that, you know, it became like a big, big deal, um, uh, financially. And, you know, I just kept, that was like it for me. I felt like, you know, like I've made it here, you know? And, mm-hmm. I know at the time there, you know, there, there was obviously like, you know, more competition with the, um, you know, the, the limo guys and the taxi companies and, you know, obviously they weren't happy, but for me at the time, I felt that, you know, this was like, you know, huge. Mm-hmm. And obviously I didn't know it was going to be into like, you know, once Uber X came out then you know, I kind of started distancing myself a little bit more because I kind of felt firm, firm to the, you know, the concept of private car chauffeur and, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't going to work for like $4, you know? <laughs> so, but at the time it was very lucrative and, and, you know, I stayed on and, and they kept me, you know, for a good while, um, up until like maybe 2016, um, you know, and then that's when I kind of, you know, once the Uber money, like, you know, stopped, you know, I started working with them or stopped working with them rather, you know, I kind of decided I want I had to pivot, you know, because, um, mm-hmm. at the time the Lincoln town car was, you know, already fading out and they had put the Lincolns on Uber X. So uh, I had like eight of them at the time. So I'm like, you know, I need to sell these cars and now start focusing on um, a different kind of clientele because I'm not gonna, you know, these cars are like, you know, V8s and they, they, you know, a lot of maintenance gas. And, you know, this is more for like an owner operator style now, like where they had, you know, one guy with one car and I, I kind of just, you know, decided to uh, find, find other ways of income. And then, you know, eventually, you know, the the, that also, you know, being linked to them, it did bring me like, you know, some connections because there was obviously, you know, people who want to do events with them and, and, but they couldn't provide the the detail, you know, like a manifest of drivers and cars who's going to be there the day before. And, you know, we need them from, 
eight to eight for the whole day. And it was a different style. So they, you know, they called me up for those kind of things. And then little by little, I just started getting, you know, more clients and um, just kind of focused uh, eventually to like, you know, corporate, you know, mm-hmm. CEOs. The, um, Uber, you know, the Uber train was never going to last in New York City. Yeah. I mean, the way they were doing it. Yeah. Like, you know, it was, uh, they, they wanted it was, to, you it know, was a race to the to, bottom for- it was a race to the bottom for no reason. Lower rates, lower rates, lower rates. And again, we weren't competing with that. You know, we were a different yeah. service. But what they did to you guys was reprehensible. You know, what they did to... I mean, Listen, I see, I see you're coming from, but, but for me, I felt like I was on the inside. Like, I didn't get affected like like a taxi company, you know, where the medallions dropped, you know, prices. Like, I was, I felt like I was on the inside and protected uh, up until like, you know, I felt like the deal wasn't, uh, you know, we didn't need each other basically at the time, or they didn't really need me more than I needed them. So, um, you know, they were stealing Uber X, so they weren't focusing on the premium. And, you know, I was, I was pretty happy to be honest, like, you know, just because I made, you know, um, I was able to keep my business up and, you know, they, they were able to, you know, um, do, do right by me. Um, I mean, I wasn't competing, at, you know, at the time either. Like I just, I was doing, you know, basically what they wanted um, on the premium side. And eventually, you know, once they were focusing more on the OberX, it, it just it just made sense for me not to continue and just focus on, you know, just expanding my own clientele. And in the end, like, I felt like, you know, I had too many, I was too dependent on them. But now, you know, I feel like I have such a diverse clientele that um, I don't have all my ducks in, you know, one one row or you live and you learn and they yeah. couldn't yeah. open luxury and black car in new york city it was never going to work and we had a few drivers that left us bought their own cars mm-hmm. um um great drivers too that you know they said listen i want to go into business for myself and we gave them the blessing you know, do what you have to do and then within three four years they were back because uber cannibalized their own industry they they right. ate their, they ate their own lunch you know, like if they would have made a luxury service, it would have worked and they would, and you guys would be still doing that business. I, but, I always say there was a reason why Uber didn't exist before Uber was mm-hmm. because, you know, there's, this is an expensive business to run. And if you're going oh, yeah. to drive the rates down too cheaply, you know, anytime it's one-to-one service, you know, if you want cheap transportation, take the bus. If you want cheap transportation, take, a cab. take, the, tra- take, the, take the train cab is it, you know, it's not that cheap. I know. You know that, like you know, one one to one type transportation, it's, it's expensive. It gets, it, it's expensive to run, and Uber tried to not make it expensive, and then it, you know, it drove guys like Ron out of that thing. When, you absolutely, know, that's not, you know, but he lived and he learned, and mm-hmm. he created his own business. We can badmouth and- Uber here, by the way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if there's one thing we could kind of like say, oh, that company, it's it's you know, it's not the competition. It's Uber. I mean, they really, it's just brilliant concept. Just an absolute genius concept. Never made a penny, never will. You know, just, you know, and and we we actually, we had a a call with a TNC recently. Um, That's what they're called, right? TNCs? Yeah. Mm -hmm. We had a call with a TNC recently because they're they're begging for us to take their work. And it's just, you know, we're just kind of doing it as a, uh, oh, really? What do you want us to do? You know, like Mm -hmm. on our end. We're being very professional. But, But, you know, know, the thing is, like, they're, they're, they're reaching out to us and they're wanting us to help them in certain markets. And they're kind of, they're being so ambiguous about it where they're like, yeah, this is, I'm like, what are the rates like? They're like, just go to the website and that, that's what the rates are like. Wait, but well, hold on. And what did they say about covering LAX, for example? What did they say specifically about LAX? We don't care if we lose money. We just want to cover the work. 
what hmm. business is this? Mm -hmm. What kind of business model is this? We don't care if we lose money. We just yep. want the work. Yeah, and then they reached out proving? to us. In, they they reach out to us in New Jersey also. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I mean, just, at, at that point, I kind of just figured, you know, not not to um, not to not want to work with affiliates, but I kind of, you know, not. I decided to just focus on growing my in-house and just be as direct with the client as possible. Obviously, affiliate work is good. Um, uh, you know, to to cover, you know, maybe downtime or sup sup um, supplemental. You know, exactly. Yeah. So. Um, but I didn't want it to be my only source of income. So you have an um, amazing brand. You have an amazing brand. Sedan yeah, I mean, with a Z is incredible. Honestly, you know, like the what we did on LinkedIn, and it took time, but it it, it works. Is mm -hmm. you connect with all of your clients. I don't know if you if you have done that already, but you yeah. you got you got to connect with them, and then you connect with the clients that you want, mm -hmm. and then you just create one or two pieces of content per day and you just upload it and you you right. basically talk about how you're the greatest thing ever and how <laughs> you know you run you, you run the great you run the greatest service ever and how amazing you are to your drivers and how people will you know, take it, notice it, people will it, take the family and and they may they may not click like they may not right. click like but they they see it and, and then know eventually who you are. eventually when you go in for the kill you have you have a much better shot, and we've you know, seen Ron, that time, yeah, I wanted and to, time and time again. I want to say, Ron, I I didn't know what you look like before this. I'm not mm -hmm. on I'm not on Facebook. Um, mm -hmm. I think Eric is on Facebook, but Eric is not uh, promoting BLS on Facebook. No, I just have a, not a big I have market a, for I have a I have a company brand page and right. also like a personal brand page. We're on, on LinkedIn. We're on LinkedIn, right. and I and I got to tell you, this is this is Anthony Robbins 101. Success leaves clues. If you mm -hmm. want sedans to be known all over the place and, and you know, you want to compete in certain industries and in certain markets, uh, you got to be on LinkedIn and you got to be promoting yourself on LinkedIn. Well, like you have you to tell, you tell your story, you know, like, right. like you tell your story about how you're a young entrepreneur. You tell your story. You know, we tell our story. You tell your story. And that's mm -hmm. what people connect with. You know, you have right. to pretend have to pretend like you're driving them in the car or you pretend like you're you're going to their office to go and meet them and that's right. the way that you have to talk and you know just the same way that michael and i talk on this podcast it's the same way we go and we talk to clients it's the same it's the same way we talk you to don't our you don't sell you don't sell you don't say i'm the best use me i'm the best use mm -hmm. me blah, blah 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 you talk about your fascinating story you're 39 years old you have an insanely cool website you know, it, it's not uh, Ron's uh, car and professional service delivery.com. No, you have sedans.com, which is just, again, the, one of the brand. greatest brands that you could put out there for car service because it says everything. And the mm -hmm. Z kind of shows that you're, you're, you're not, you're off the beaten path a little bit. You know, you're not yeah. like, you're not, um, you're cool, right? Um, Eric, do you want to read more of that <laughs> destructive criticism? Sure. Sure. So I just, uh, before one talking before about, go, oh, hold on, okay. Ron, need to yeah, say no. something. Go ahead, Ron. No, I just, I just remember, I know the bad mouthing part. Um, just, I didn't, I didn't think you were bad mouthing like individual entrepreneurs or, or I mean, uh, you know, pro operators or the big guys. I just when Never. you said the industry, right? I just felt like, okay, you know, maybe I should say something because the industry, not everybody is, um, how can I say this? Like, you know, just sitting around not doing anything. Like maybe some guys are because they, you know, they they probably not in a position to. Or they don't know, like you know, or they're not like tech savvy, or they just uh, maybe they they're disillusioned, you know. Like I I still love this business, so even with what's going on, but some guys, you know, maybe they they've been in it like fifty years, and they're like, you know, I already made my money, I want to get out. So um, 
one when I heard like the industry when you guys were mentioning you know when you guys were were doing all this and you know you were disappointed in the industry I just wanted to say you know hey we are we are doing stuff too you know thank you thank 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 you. Thank you for saying that. Thank you for saying that. You know, when I, I know I know which clip you're talking about, I know I know what you're talking about. Just know that when we were saying that, we weren't saying it as the in like the industry industry, and we have to be more careful with our words because obviously everything that we say is under a microscope. Absolutely. But that that was more about our direct competitors that we feel that they're they're not doing enough. And okay. and we know because there there are there are there have been handfuls of operators that are innovating. And and, mm-hmm. and we've seen them, you know, at least in our playground that we go on LinkedIn, we don't, I don't necessarily go on Facebook. There's only so much time that I can spend, you know, mm-hmm. doing right. social media. So, <laughs> and plus I'm doing majority of everything myself right now. Right. So, um, our know. competition is going into our clients and bad mouthing us. And saying oh, our innovation, we, we literally, we literally we, just had a conference call yesterday with, with, with our one of, with, account with one of our top clients, and they said your competition's coming in here and saying that everything you're doing with safety is bad. Wow, We're, we we didn't go to them and say they're doing bad, right? You know, so mm-hmm. we're we're calling people out on on their um, naivety. On okay. their what? I thought you said, uh, I think you meant tactics, but oh, okay. On their tactics, yeah, and how naive they are to say in a pandemic where we're all struggling for business. There's you know, no we're, such thing as competition in a, in a pandemic. Th- that's right. exactly right. That's exactly right. And and we were calling out, again, the big guys. I want to keep repeating ourselves, but the big guys were not. Um, their their tactics were slimy and and gross. And yeah, we're calling them out on it. And it's not bad-mouthing because they're bad-mouthing okay. BLS to our clients and it's just making us look better. And you know, that's I, really I, important it, to and know. Honestly, it's music to my ears that there are people out there that are innovating. That, that it's it's amazing. Oh, yeah. That was the reason why we started Oakham Bros. We love we love this industry. We we mm-hmm. literally we grew up with it. Right. Wow. So let's let's go back to the roasting. <laughs> um, before <laughs> talking before talking about all your supposed great ideas and innovations uh, you should see what is out there. Many of us have not only had similar ideas like the plexi partitions or the long distance ships but even have pivoted to other verticals within the industry or even started new businesses to offset their losses on the limo side. We have gotten super creative on how to use old school limos for drive by graduations or limo sprinters for social distance outings just to name a couple of examples. I think you'd be pleasantly surprised to what many of us are doing what limo university does for free i might add even the nla has done too also for free now you guys are in a unique position to really go all out because you are you because not only you're a global service but you own the metal too in quotations not everyone has that luxury most operators are either local mom and pops or large ones that don't own metal or simply limo aggregators using the mom and pops to increase their footprint in the market globally all right, yeah, stop there. Um, yeah. Number one, uh, we only use mom and pop companies for our subcontractors and our national network. Mm-hmm. We don't use big operators. We use family-run businesses. That's number one, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, Eric, did you have no, any? No, but when I meant like metal, yeah. I meant like you guys own the fleet of cars and, and yeah. you employ the, the drive. You know, that's like kind of like limo talk, right? But um, that's that was where I was coming with, with that and the um, – you know, the pivoting of businesses, for example, like, uh, you know, people who normally would do corporate are now doing retail, um, right. you know, or, or um, the, uh, you know, they're doing um, leisure, right? Leisure travel. Um, 
they're not they're not so focused on corporate or that events leisure, right now because obviously that leisure travel is hard. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's also it's also like a price driven thing, you know. Um, yeah. But um, listen, yeah. Listen, the, your expenses are there, whether, yeah. whether you like it or not. So you might as well try and fill the cars any which way that you can. Listen, and, we came up with so so. We were down to zero back in March and April. I mean, we had mm -hmm. nothing, nothing, no reservations yeah, coming in at all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and so our innovation was, you know, you said you were doing those drive-by things for graduation. That's incredible. That's so innovative. Oh, where I don't want to do it? for that. I, that wasn't where me. You? I mean, I, I, I don't have like stretch numbers. I'm just saying when I was in the Facebook groups that that's what these guys were posting. Listen, I got Brilliant. Quote, you know, somebody, you know, asked me this, this weird, you know, thing they want to do. It's called a drive-by graduation. And. You know, but for them, but at the time it wasn't, you know, it wasn't something we were doing because nobody obviously did a drive by graduation, right? Right. Um, so, um, but yeah, then then people started listening to, you know, their peers and they, they started promoting that, you know, put in maybe Google it's ads great. or whatever, right? Right. But, um, I, I also, I would <laughs> like to say um, everything that we have done, we have done it on the cheap. And of course, it's all relative. But yeah, I was going to get to that too. Right? Yeah, the, the that the decontamination booth we bought it from China and it cost us five hundred dollars per booth. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And not so, not only that, the, the chemicals that we're using inside of it aren't even chemicals; it's salt and water that you ionize, yeah. and you can buy you can buy the ionizer on Amazon for a hundred dollars, and it and it electrifies salt water, and that creates that creates salt water in the bleach. I also okay. want to mention before we did the contamination. Hold on a second. Booth. Hold on yeah. one second. They have the, those those electrostatic sprayers that we have. We got yeah. them from China also, and they mm -hmm. were five. They were also five hundred dollars a piece. You can get them. The, the the all of that stuff is made from China, and then it's resold right. in the United States. You can get it. You can get a. You can buy it from a reseller, and they're selling it for twenty five hundred dollars. Like yeah, twenty five. Right. Yeah. You know, they're, they're they're selling it. They're selling it for a fortune. So we did our due diligence. We did our homework. We really shopped this because we realized that um you know business wasn't going to be coming back quickly, and we had to do this smartly, and we had to do this with a budget. Um, and so, um, yeah. oh, no, that, and then like, you know, with the whole stat electrostatic sprayers, like um, some guys even like when I mentioned, you know, when they, uh, you know, went on to other businesses, like, um, you know, obviously most of the limo companies, they ended up buying, you know, like everybody in travel, they wanted to buy these electrostatic sprayers just to ensure, you know, their clients and um, some of them actually even um, started businesses of decontamination, like offices and, and schools and yeah, you know, so obviously they're not making money on the limo side, but they have these new uh, machines that can, you know, clean cars. They're like, why not do it for, you know, private, you know, houses listen, or, every, or hotels? Every you, know? you you can't sit on your hands and listen. We have a we have a book business, so you oh, know okay. that's 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 <clears> Michael's <throat> book behind my mom's my mom's published eighty books. Wow, um, you know, we're still waiting to make it, but we're. <laughs> We're working it's, still, on it. it's still supplemental income that still comes in every month from the royalties. You know, I got published about three years ago. Um, yeah, I want to every, mention everyone's got to do what they got to do. Every, right, to, everyone's got to everyone's right got to make it. Right when this whole thing happened, um, our mom called us on a random Sunday, and she's like, "Look, she's like, I don't know if we're getting out of this." She's like, "This is brutal. There's no business." Um, in order to get people traveling again. We came up with the protocols, the safety, the shield, the dividers, and everything, and the, the cleaning of the vehicles. And then she's like, why don't we start promoting city-to-city -city transportation? So we started mm -hmm. promoting New York to Boston, New York to Chicago, New York to Washington, all with a BLS vehicle. Um, and so that's been – it's just an innovation um, that anyone can be really promoting. That if you, you – know, we've been driving people from Philadelphia to Atlanta, Atlanta to Las Vegas, and LA to San Francisco mm – -hmm. 
that we weren't doing that before the pandemic. I mean, we were we did have long trips. Yeah, we like were going, some, sometimes here and there, you know, someone would request a long distance trip. Right, but now, but now, now it's, it's like now, now it's, it's every like, day. It's the actual thing. Yeah. Right I now mean, it's yeah, every day, but but that innovation. You know, anyone can be doing that innovation. Right. And and mm-hmm. to say that our innovation is better, I mean, like what you said, that someone took the decontamination boost, the spraying, and they're using it with schools and, you know, uh, other things. I mean, that's that's great. We weren't saying our our um, ideas were better than other people. Everyone should mm-hmm. be innovating. We don't right. see – I'll be honest with you. We don't see it. I'm on mm-hmm. LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn 18 hours a day. And, I, and the yeah, only thing yeah. I see is the limo but I think that's going- it, though. I think that's it, though, because, for example, like, I mean, yeah, I'm on LinkedIn, but I don't, I don't, pro, I don't, uh, deal, I don't really uh, interact with other operators on LinkedIn. I interact more on Facebook, just, just because I see like they're they're more vocal there. Um, I think LinkedIn for me is more for clients. Um, and, yeah, and but putting, I mean, and brand I mean, honestly, right? you know, what's I I I I, un- I understand the benefit of interacting with fellow operators. But mm-hmm. for every interaction that you have with a fellow operator, you have to have with your client, right? Because yeah, you oh, know, yeah. that's, if you're doing, if you're doing all like, these amazing yeah. things and your clients don't mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. We, no, I'll tell you, I'll tell you honestly, Ron. And the only reason why, and we was we weren't directing this towards you or really the smaller operators in general. We haven't seen shit from anyone on LinkedIn, and that's what Eric and I were very, talking about. Very, very, very right. little. And if people mm-hmm. were promoting their service, it was use us. We're the best, and you you don't do it like. Who's gonna Who's gonna do that? You're gonna right. say use us. We're the best. Some guy just did that recently. It was a you small to, operator on the west you coast. Have to, you have to build a story. You got to build a story, people, right? People people want a story, right? So let's get back to this roasting. <laughs> uh, the big guys, non-metal, can't really can't impose their vendors, mom and pops, to do all the great things you're doing because they don't own or employ the drivers and companies they work with. They can simply offer guidance. That's it. You're absolutely right. Also, even your guest on this podcast said to himself that competitors shouldn't be criticized. Many operators out there don't have the resources to implement the great ideas out there, and we're in trouble before COVID. That they simply will go out of business and they just gave up. Um, I, me personally, I don't buy that people can't implement what I implemented because I've done it. A because I'm making the videos myself. B because this podcast is costing us nineteen dollars a month and a, and a headset and mm-hmm. and cat and, and and a webcam and our and then, time. You know, and and all all this costs us is our time. That's right. it. That's it. I have apps. I'm I'm making my LinkedIn clips on my iPhone. I'm not even mm-hmm. using my computer to make the LinkedIn clips. And with 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 an hour of googling and 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 um and training, if you really want to, anybody can edit a video. Anybody. Right, right. I mean, when you mention anybody, I mean, I get that part. Like you know, obviously, like I can, I can you know, I know I'm pretty tech savvy myself. But um, you guys, uh, you know, in the industry, we don't have too many guys that are tech savvy. I mean, or they don't have someone who they can that's hire their, to do these. That's their problem. Then. That's their problem. Right, 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 exactly. Right, right. No, no mm-hmm. sympathy for people that can't reinvent themselves. That's what our podcast is about. It's about reinvention. Mm-hmm. Our right. mother is 65 years old and she reinvented herself because I reinvented myself. Eric, when our father passed away two years ago, Eric's like, I'm joining social media. Our dad was against social media. We, we were never mm-hmm. into social media. We don't have, I don't have a personal Facebook page. I just don't, mm-hmm. I don't have it. And mm-hmm. then when Eric got on LinkedIn and we saw the returns, yeah. uh, we're on LinkedIn and I can't tell you it's, it's a gold mine for us. Mm-hmm. We're just, we're telling people what has worked for us. And if people want to follow that success leaves clues. I mean, you know, it's reinventing yourself. And, and ultimately, there are multiple ways to, you know, sure. throw the ball, throw the ball home. 
you know, yeah. there's there there's there's mul- you you can succeed in the world and not be on LinkedIn. Yes, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Um, just it works for us, so we want to spread the love. More of those mm-hmm. hand slaps, Eric. What else we got? What else do we so, do wrong? <laughs> this has been quite the traumatic experience for all of us, yet you are somewhat gloating on all your innovations. But hey, that's your podcast after all, so, so feel free. 100%. We have, <laughs> this, this is our platform, and we're yeah. going to talk about how amazing everything that we do is. Um, <laughs> create your own podcast. Create your own podcast. Create your own content and say, sedans.com is the greatest thing in the world. We can, we've can. we been doing this. Again, I, I haven't seen it. I don't know it. Hold on. Hold on. It gets yeah. better. Now, All for right. the big guys with metal, such as yourselves, then yeah, I would say maybe you, one or two other operators stand out, and most in terms of innovations and being with the times. The rest, well, we don't know where they stand for financially, but I get it. Some of the stuff you do is free or cheap to do, but it can be hard or daunting even for some operators to speak in front of a camera or post on LinkedIn. Anyways, that's my two cents. Keep up the podcast otherwise. <laughs> yeah. So like, again, it's just, it was, it was just mentioning that, you know, at the end, like, yeah, you guys are very innovative and you're doing all these great things, but you know, there's definitely, you know, people out there who, I know you guys say you're not seen on LinkedIn, but if you were on Facebook, I think you would. Um, you would see it, and it's not to say that you guys need to be on Facebook or anything, because you know it's up to you. But well, I have a um, question. I have a question. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I get the benefit of um of being with other operators and talking about your innovations with other operators. Mm-hmm. But does that lead to business only doing that? No, but like the same time, it's like like right, what we're doing right now. Like we're talking shop, right? That's basically right. what it is. Um, some guys even, you know, post farm out work, you know, so it does lead to some money, but I don't really take anything from there. Um, I just feel like I'm, I, I prefer a more pro, uh, professional vetting process instead of saying, Hey, who can cover me in Los Angeles? Right. Um, I rather visit, you know, the operation and meet the owner and, um, you know, you know, see, you know, go through all like, you know, the P's and, you know, dot my I's and, you know, cross the T's and go through all that instead of just farming it out through a uh, instant message. Right. So, but in the, I just feel like, yeah, it is more of a forum to connect with um, fellow operators. And that's really, really it for me. It's not, it's not really, I'm not looking to make money on it, but it's like, you know, um, LinkedIn. Yeah. I mean, you, you can also socialize there um, as well, but I just felt like the operators were gravitating towards Facebook. To, How big, to, uh, for real, for real. I, I mean, this It's a serious question. If you want to get as big, if you want sedans.com to be as big as you want, how big would you be able to go? And it, it would be effortlessly. How big would you want it to be? Big as BLS, oh. bigger than BLS, you know, uh, yeah, like what, what, how your, big do you want dream? to be? What, what's your game plan? Because I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting somewhere here, but, uh, but well, how big do you want to go? Eventually, I, uh, bef- I mean, before, um, uh, a while back, I used to think, you know, to be big, you had to have like a hundred cars, right? And the more I've met, other operators that don't work with cars. And I just felt that uh, like if I have, you know, and my clients started asking me for requests in different parts of the world too. So uh, I, I kind of traveled a bit to meet people um, before I put them in those cars. And um, I just felt that uh, like, I would like to be a global operator, but without owning, you know, cars in every city that I operate, maybe a couple just to kind of have, you know, standby cars, but uh, it's 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 very tough to maintain a fleet, as you guys know. And, so you want to be, and, so you want to get big, right, Ron? You eventually, want to be I, I mean, I mean, as long as you know, if I have the clients who to make, you know, are demanding these sort of things, I don't mind growing. Obviously, like you know, and um, 
you know, wherever, wherever, wherever I help provide a, uh, some sort of ride. Yeah. Like I, I wouldn't mind being a global operator one day. Right. Um, my, uh, you my know, eventually, point is, yeah. Yeah. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no go ahead. I, I lost my uh, what, what I'm trying to say here is that your comment, which I have the utmost respect for, and Eric and I learned, and we wrote not so much of an apology, but we, we, we listened to what you said, and we backtrack and kind of explain what we were saying. Your comments of us versus them, meaning the big BLS companies and the small operators, um, will never get you big. If you're not thinking like a big operator, mm-hmm. you will never be big. Um, Wallace Waddle says, and this is from my favorite book of all time. It's my Bible. It's the science of getting rich. He says, someone doesn't have something that you can't have or even better. So if you say to yourself, I'm going to be as big as BLS, or I'm going to be bigger than BLS, and you work Mm -hmm. your ass off and you program your mind to that success, that's going to happen. It's not, Mm -hmm. it's not maybe, maybe not. If you want sedans.com to be a global entity, that you're competing in some big RFP right, or you want to own you're a not, financial you're not market. Gonna, you're yeah. not going to get there by hanging out with the small operators. And well, it's not I, don't, because, I, don't, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think I'm like hanging out with them, but you know, it's, it's just a forum where people have been trading ideas and, and in a way, you know, you kind of meet, you make relationships and that eventually could transfer to somebody. And that's fine. Who can, yeah, yes, but- and we wouldn't we wouldn't be anywhere without mm-hmm. the small operators. But if if an oper- if if you're saying that BLS is big, BLS is big, BLS is big, but us small guys, us small guys, us small guys, that will never get you to big status. And that and that's just that's a law of the universe. That's not yeah, BLS but, you know, talking. Generally, you know, listen, we, everybody we started as out as a small operator. As long as as long as you're happy, that's what counts. And being oh, big course. or being small, as long as you're happy being big or being small or being medium mm-hmm. or having one car or having five cars or just being a format company or or whatever the case is, the only thing that matters is happiness. Absolutely. In the end. And yeah. and as it's it's happiness and it's getting what you want. And also what I wanted to read um was our response. Mm-hmm. to Ron. Uh, very well said, Ron. I see how we can sometimes be in an echo chamber a bit, and I appreciate you calling us out because you're pretty much correct. We talk from a large operator perspective and sometimes don't realize others' point of view. When we criticize our industry, please know it's purely our direct competitors, not mom and pops. Obviously, we commend and encourage every operator to innovate and create. That's what we. That's why we created our platform. We do not want to be the guys who cannot be criticized, and I thank you for writing your post. This will be addressed in future podcasts. Also, it's never our intention to bad mouth, but we believe in so much what we do and feel what we are doing specifically on social media has been so great for us. We want everyone to do their, we want, we want everyone to do this for Mm -hmm. their own ecosystem. We also know what we do not want. We also, I don't know what I fucking wrote here. We also know what we do is not the only way to succeed. Thanks for watching. Mm So no, I, I um again like I don't I don't want to like I didn't mean to like start anything between big and small operators I just uh I just was coming from a small operator point of view and and you know like you said I'm not I mean yeah eventually it would be nice to be a big company but I'm not um you know I'm happy where I'm at right now too you that's know? all that and, matters and, then. yeah that's all that so matters. you know just say, um, don't 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 say that we're big and we're anti small because we're no, not no, no that wasn't yeah. I didn't mean to come across like that at all. But it's, yeah. but you guys are are in a different uh, level, you know. Obviously, um, so you guys can do all the all the great things you guys are doing because you guys have the means, or or even if it's cheap, right? Um, you guys have the the you know you, you're both brothers. You both are are in a business uh, that can you know one can do one thing, the other can do the other. 
you have your mom also and 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 other people within i guess your family and uh that you've there's, also employed there's right a lot that we so, can there's a lot we yeah, can take there's a lot granted. you guys can do right so yeah. for example, i want to say me, ron, like, like ron yeah. you should mm -hmm. i'm i'm serious when i say this i'm serious from the bottom of my heart please purchase the science of getting rich by Wallace okay. D. Wallace. It was written in 1910. You, you, you can get it's you can get a free audiobook. It's free. You can, yeah, yeah, you can you, go on YouTube. You can download it. Go on and YouTube and listen to it on YouTube. If you have higher aspirations, mm -hmm. um, because you know, we do. We don't we don't want to stop from where we are. Right. And um, we're not ashamed and we're not ashamed of those aspirations. We're not ashamed yeah. to call ourselves, you know, we want to be big. We want to be we're, the biggest. We, because, we are we yeah. are a 50-year-old startup. And, right. and and we firmly believe that. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. And really, you know, we started from zero now. Mm -hmm. Literally, we had weeks of one one ride, zero rides. You know, we we started from nothing, and and, and in fact, we're behind the eight ball now because we took on so much debt to 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 support us throughout this whole thing. Mm -hmm. um, we're behind the eight ball. Right. Yeah. No, I feel like I'm in the same position, obviously in a different scale, but um, you know, I didn't have rides through pretty much like the end of April, right? And um, obviously cars are, are not cheap to maintain and you have to still, you know, you, you know the bills still come. Um, obviously there's ways to, you know, offset some of that stuff, thanks, you know, to what has happened with, you know, all the loans that are available and the government and the banks being more flexible. Um, so, you know, you know, we, we, we're doing what we can to survive at this point, right? So, but now I feel that, uh, um, at least for me, I, I felt like there's an increase, a slight increase, not exactly on our regular clients, but, um, just in business, you know, like overall, like uh, that, that can, you know, keep us afloat. And, it was, um, it was funny. I was talking with our GM in New York and um, he was like, we're seeing regulars now and it's, and it's, and it's new regulars of mm -hmm. people that are traveling. And like we said, the number one question that we've been getting from people, is there a divider in the car? And um, we've been getting new accounts opening daily, multiple times a day, um, where the number one question is when they send the email after they open up the account is, what are your health and safety standards and does the car have a divider in it? And right. um, you know, we feel that that is absolutely paramount to succeed in the next year. And- yeah. But um, again, that, again, that's just our opinion. Our competition <laughs> is saying, uh, dividers are dangerous, and if that's if that's what they feel, and their clients are happy with not having a divider in the car, good for them. Good for mm -hmm. them. But they're going into our client saying the dividers are dangerous. We're saying no, they're not. The CDC yeah, you know, recommends it. But again, this is I, I wanted know. to. I, I just wanted to finish. What we're seeing is like it. We're seeing new regulars, and right. he. It's it's the same people every week, every day that are traveling and stuff like that. That, that was just an interesting um, thing that pretty much just came up, where because corporate travel is not turned on, people right. aren't and people it's not aren't going, going to, and yeah. it's not going to be yeah. turned on. I want to yeah. give you an insider tip. This is an insider tip, and this is to all of our YouTube and LinkedIn fans. We heard from one of the top companies in the world that um, tourism and leisure are going to be back before corporate. So oh, if yeah. you want if you want to make a, a run for some tourist a play, stuff, a play for a play a, for leisure, a, a play for leisure, there that that's going to happen. I don't know who you can call in New York City, it's restaurants, tough. you know, whatever. I don't it's know who because would use generally cars a, a lot of those people don't use cars. They you know they have their uncle drive them to the airport and then they take the shuttle when they land wherever they're going. Mm -hmm. So that's right. a that's a hard for the shuttle company. Great, yeah. but um. You know. So what are you what are you innovating now, Ron? Like what are you what's your goal now for the next six months? What are you gonna do to try and keep your company alive in this climate? 
Um, well, I've been trying to at least, uh, you know, reach out. I started with my direct clients and, you know, it kind of led to interesting stuff. Like, uh, you know, one person, for example, um, used me mostly for corporate because their company paid for it, but then they started calling me and, you know, they would pay for their rides, right? Um, and uh, I also did, uh, you know, the long distance stuff has definitely been, um, you know, happening. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, instead of like doing, you know, say a couple of airport runs or three airport runs, now we're just doing one long trip and it kind of offsets, you know, all that work, you know. So we're doing less work, but, you know, the, the, the you know, the amount of uh, money each ride it's breaking in is, is, is as if we were doing four rides, you know, for airport, typical right. airport rides. So, um, yeah, our trip, our trip ticket is way up. Yeah. Our, our, <clears throat> our, tri our trip ticket is way up. Ron, I wanted to mention something, what I, I said before. Ticket. I wanted to mention something. I think it is super, super important to network with with operators, big and small. Every mm -hmm. year, um, with the last few years, Eric and I and Mom, we threw this party for our affiliates in Las Vegas. I wasn't there this year because I was dealing with Vertigo, which was a whole other issue. But mm -hmm. um, I, uh, we feel it is important to network with large and small companies, mom and pop companies, large operators. Um, but if you want to separate yourself from the pack, um, being on Facebook and and doing what you're doing on Facebook is not going to put you in front of your audience on LinkedIn. That's what I was trying to say before by saying don't network with smaller people if you want to get big. No, no, no. I I feel that that you know I I have been trying to at least for um, operators like you know I did I did go a couple times to the trade show. Um, you know I went to the one in, in Vegas. Um, and you know, it, it led to some, you know, potential business for the future. Not, not right, not right now, obviously, but, um, and then, you know, you know, Facebook is just you know more... what freaks me out about that show that it was a worldwide show and I was shaking hands with guys from the Netherlands. I was shaking hands with guys from Italy, from Italy, yeah. from, from Same everywhere. Thing. And yeah. then you hear now that coronavirus was like around since November. Yeah. And, crazy, and right? it's like. Like man, did it we... was not a, a thought there. Like nobody even like mentioned it. There wasn't even a session, nothing. Like, we I were going. In, I was talking face to face with people. Like like <laughs> you know like like we were sharing sandwiches together. Like like it, I can't. I two can't weeks believe. after that, two weeks yeah. after that, we were supposed to go to L.A. for mm -hmm. a business trip. Eric, my mom, and me were and supposed I, to go to and L.A. My, our, our mom made the call and she's like, "We're not going." And I was pissed because I'm like, if we don't go. We're not um, going to be like, going for, you know, for quite some like, time. Like if, if we're not going to go and we can't prove that it's safe to travel, you know, mm -hmm. what's going to happen to our business? And on and top like, of that, on yeah. top of that, we were, you want to talk about big, we were opening in London at the end of wow. March. We had, we bought the cars, we rented the office space, we applied for the license. We, and we were going to do this big splash because going international is a dream of ours. Yeah, and that's great. Yeah, no, we 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 were doing it. It was there. We mm -hmm. had a lawyer's get us all. We applied for a license to operate in London, and then COVID happened, and then we had to put everything on the back burner. But you know, I, I got to tell you this: your 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 thoughts are only as big as you make them to be. Mm -hmm. You know, if if your goals and aspirations are to be a big operator and to have your name known all over, follow the people that are doing it. And Eric and I are doing it. I mean, we're we're mm -hmm. we're set, we're setting the path here because the competition's yeah. not. You know, the competition is right. not. Eric and I opened in eight cities, right, Eric? Eight, seven or eight cities within a two-year time frame. It mm -hmm. didn't cost as much as you think. It cost. Right. It was it was an expensive mm -hmm. cost, but it wasn't as bad as you thought it was. Yeah. And, but you know. But that's our secret sauce. But that's our secret sauce. Mm -hmm. So. No, that's but, not, that's, not, that's very admirable, guys. Um, you know, I, I actually, you know, um, I tried, you know, 
this is a you know this is a great business at least i i, I really enjoy it and uh you know there's definitely potential in every avenue that you guys are that anybody can can go you know you can go internationally you can you can still work in just your market be a local guy and you can find success whichever which way and that's exactly um, right. you know either even affiliates you know we're getting work from them or there's so many ways you know and now now it's like you know you have to pivot towards at least for me leisure and uh retail sort of thing you know but um until we can get our corporate people back uh, feeling safe to travel it, it's gonna be a bit i'm yeah. telling you right now no, and again, sure. we heard from our top client who said there is no there's no production travel which was our that was the BLS lifeblood. That was it. Yeah. That was that was everything. That was a huge part of our business. Mm-hmm. And then we said, well, what about corporate? And they laughed. They literally – they were like, don't even think about it until 2020. And, and, uh, and believe it or not, in our Vegas office, um, that company is doing the most rides out of any of our other companies. Vegas is really? slammed. Vegas yep. is wow. – it's, it's the busiest want, it's ever people been. Want, people want to eat, drink, and gamble. So yep. they're they're going they're going there and um you know we're bringing them in and um we're taking them back out and yeah. and it, we're we're busy as hell in Vegas which is you know I'm knocking on wood it was a uh, um that's surprise most likely, yeah that's most Shocking. likely going to change because um come July 31st when the uh, when the unemployment runs out up I disagree there, Eric you think I you disagree. disagree? I disagree. I think those people have moved well, on. Let, 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 let me explain. Let me explain what's going on. Um, the taxi op, the taxi drivers and the Uber drivers um, don't mm-hmm. necessarily, uh, they're not going out on the road because they're getting unemployment. Yeah. So the theory is um, July 31st, when it runs out, that uh, there's going to be a glut in the market on Vegas because, you know, they're not, you know, they're, they're going to be looking to go out, go out and make money. Ron, what do you find are the most challenging things of uh, not owning the vehicles? Being an operator in New York and you know networking with other drivers, having guys under your base, what do you find the most challenging with that? Well, that's that finding like actual like you know professional like you know guys who were willing to learn, um, because obviously a lot of guys may have the mentality of like oh I know what I'm doing you know that sort of thing, and they're not willing to to learn that they're like you know being a chauffeur is more than just a job is like it could be a craft you know and um things like uh you know i'm not sure um if you guys have ever done like uh uh let's see um you know like uh you know work with you know security details and things like that there's other avenues and 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 to to you know teach a, another uh you know a small you know like a one car guy you know like you know there's a lot of um you know like privacy and, and uh, discretion that has to go on this ride. And, and you cannot just, you know, pretend that, you, you know, post that you're here. And, you know, that, that, that I think in itself is like the challenging when, when you're trying to work with um, people who you need for, you know, for high net worth individuals, right? Like um, you have to kind of put their, uh, you know, tell them that, that, uh, you know, these guys see the world from a different view. They don't, they don't like, you know, you know, you put it like a, uh, an iPad like in front of your car looks kind of like you're an Uber driver, right? You yeah. want to kind of um, do things that, you know, these guys are coming in private jets, they're staying in five-star hotels, you know, you have to kind of create that environment for them, even in the vehicle. Do you, um, have you had a driver steal a client yet? Have you had an um, IO steal a client yet? Not that I, I don't think so, to be honest, like, you know, like here's, like I have a little, you know, playbook as well. Like I try to, to this day, I would still drive a client myself just to kind of um, build that relationship and trust. And then um, once, you know, 
even even there is a reservation comes through a text or an email that comes to me directly um like and i've i've, I've built my own like you know little um portfolio of drivers who i not can trust and i don't just bring anybody in you know like like you know just out of nowhere so you haven't um, you haven't owned and operated a limousine service until you've had a driver steal client i mean i, I mean i think <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no. I, I, or even, I, or I, even like a manager, just like steal a client. I can't tell wow. you. Oh <laughs> my god, I can't tell you how many people our parents. This is not ego talking. How many mm -hmm. people our parents put in business? How many? Wow. How many companies exist today because of our mom and dad who got the business, who who catered to it, who took care of it, and then you have, you know, like a slimy GM go and take a business. It's like, wow. It's, oh yeah, it's but it, but like when they That's take the you, just it. you get bigger. Yeah. That's you the name of the game. You don't wallow. You, you it stings for the evening. It's like, oh, did we really lose that? And then it's like, all right, so you get back to it, and then you grow bigger. You know, mm -hmm. like it, it, it will happen. It's going to happen. Drivers, we have drivers that started their own companies with our clients, mm -hmm. and it's wow. It, it is what it is. You know, you can't uh, stop it. Wow. No, that's. I mean, I, I've, other than like you know, guys, you know, probably leaving to you know maybe go out, step out on their own or or. Um, you know, be you know, Uber driver. Like I haven't had that kind of, uh, at least from what I can see. You know, um, yeah. If it, if it happens, you know, I'm unfortunate. But you know, I, I will keep moving on and you know, grow on my own. Like it's not going to stop me. You know. No, it doesn't um, stop you. It, it makes you stronger, yeah. actually. Right. When no, people, for sure. When your when your employees take business from you, mm -hmm. it just so you lose. You know, you lose a million, so you gain three. I mean, it. Right. That's the way the cookie crumbles, and and you are never going to stop it. It's a part of the business, and and you know, especially the guys that target it. You know, it's just it's funny looking back now, seeing the it people. Is, it, it is what it is. Yeah, exactly. Right. But where can people find you? Tell tell the entire Oaken Bros universe where people can find you, where they can book you, where the operators can contact you, because we want we want you to get business from this. We want people to oh, look at cool. this and go, we want to use Ron because he's a stand up guy, and you are. Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, obviously I'm on LinkedIn, uh, and, um, uh, you know, Instagram, um, my email run at sedance.com. Try to make it simple in that as well. Like, um, right. in my, my website, sedance.com with a Z. With a Z. Um, right. yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, I mean, uh, those are the main ways, I guess. Um, but definitely, um, I LinkedIn, just want to, yeah. I want to say thank you for making that comment that really, oh. that helped Eric and me. It helped us immensely, and I I feel like we have to get a little bit more involved on the Facebook end yes. of um of of our community. I was going to talk of, to you about that. Eric. Yeah, of of our industry, and I think that was my big takeaway from here is that um however much we're trying not to be on an island because that's how we grew up. We grew up that we were on an island and that we were private. Um, I <clears> think <throat> there's there's even more places to go and visit, to go and collaborate, and um, to go and learn from people. So Not with sure. that, I thank you for saying there is a world outside of our echo chamber, and um, for sure. thank you, thank you for that. We appreciate you coming on, Ron, with such oh. short notice too. Thank um, you, thank you guys for having me. I'm, I'm, I mean, I can't believe that this comment actually just led to. Um, yeah, we want to help people. We want to learn from them. This is not the BLS way. This is we're trying to help an industry here, and mm -hmm. and you really you brought to light um, a mistake that we made, and for that we're grateful for it. And you have an open forum on this on this podcast. Anytime you need to come on and vent or question or whatever, please contact Eric and me, and um, you know, 
Right? It's the absolute truth. I mean, we're we're normal dudes. We're normal dudes who run a limousine service just like you, and we want to get really big, and we're gonna get really big. And everyone that is coming with us, we want we want them to benefit as well. That really is how we think. Everybody, peace out. Like, Thank subscribe, leave a comment down below, and check out Ron on sedans with a Z dot com. And uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do the sign off now, but hang out for a second, Ron. Thanks, guys. Bye, everybody. Thank you.